Hello and welcome to Pause Pop, positively pop culture, where we talk about things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm K.W. Taylor. And I'm Carrie Gessner. This week, we're presenting part one of two episodes where we talk to Marks and Julie from the Genretainment podcast. This was a super great and super fun conversation, so let's get to it. So we've got the co-hosts of the podcast Genretainment here with us, and we'll let them introduce themselves. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, my name is Marks Pyle. And I'm Julie. Yep. And I just, uh, of course, we're the uh, co-hosts of Genretainment, and I got my MFA recently from Seton Hill University. Yay! Yep. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. I also got a film Thank degree. Thank God our long national nightmare is over. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm also the wife. <laughs> I uh, also have a film degree from Vancouver Film School, and, and we both have done some filmmaking. Uh-huh. And, and, and what else do you want to? Huh? Pretty much covers it. Okay. Well, Julie's also has done some acting and uh, some voice acting, too. So Yeah. Awesome. Yep. I've done a lot of directing and producing. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, I did some writing and producing and mm-hmm. we've done casting and yeah, we've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. I, I have done literally in film every single job at least once except for hair and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> so you haven't yeah. done hair and makeup. You do not want me to do hair and makeup. So. I've had to do some hair and makeup. So there yeah. you go. So. There's a goal. You've got you've got something to aim for. That would be hilarious. I would love to see you do hair mm-hmm. and makeup. I'm just like, you know what? I think your character's bald. Yep, you're bald. <laughs> Every, it's amazing. Everybody's bald. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> and everybody looks like a five-year-old got into their mom's makeup kit. <laughs> you guys cover some of the some similar things that we do on our show, but we wanted to mostly talk about what kinds of stuff has really been making you happy in pop culture lately, especially with maybe pandemic binges or just stuff that you've been really into lately? Mm-hmm. So I sometimes, I've been a panelist on DragonCon from time to time in mm-hmm. the last few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, lately, on the, um, they've been doing these YouTube kind of tracks uh, in between the conventions in part because, you know, the pandemic and stuff. Yeah. Because they had to do it virtually last year. I guess keep people kind of interested. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've been on a lot of the urban fantasy tracks, or at least a few of them, and they asked me to take part in this uh, Supernatural Rewind. So Supernatural on CW. Yeah. Which so, we've been watching since the first day, the first episode ever aired. So oh, wow. 15 years ago. <laughs> wow. So it's been really a cool experience rewatching it. I watched, or we both did really, a season one and mm-hmm. got on there and talked season about one. it. Well, we're starting on season two, so yeah. So we had we had over twenty hours the last week and a half of Supernatural to watch. <laughs> yeah. So that's been a lot of our time. Wow. Well, we have we have watched a few other things, which is kind of sad that we watched that. Yeah. Much <laughs> it's not like you can go do anything else. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. And we didn't realize how much like foreign language shows we've been watching. Really. Oh, cool. Oh, interesting. I mean, we've been watching like a. Ragnarok and Foreigners and on Netflix and Alice in Borderlands and mm-hmm. and so like Korean and Norwegian mostly. Oh, cool. Yeah, so Sweet Home, South Korean. Yeah. Alice in Borderland is Japanese. Japanese, yeah. Ragnarok and Be Foreigners are both from Norway. Norway. So 
cool. Yeah, we watch a lot of foreign sci-fi stuff. Yeah, we didn't we didn't realize we were in such a <laughs> a streak of doing that until we were something came on. It was in English, and we went, "Wait, was that in English?" <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we've been watching a lot of English language stuff. <laughs> well, so with your supernatural rewatch, like that's since you started watching it back when it was first airing, have you noticed things oh. that are landing differently, or how is that? Um, just things that we've kind of forgotten, I think, because like I've I've probably rewatched over the years, season one at least three times, <laughs> <laughs> but there were just things that we had kind of forgotten, like. At first, the demon smoke went into somebody's eyes instead of their mouth and nose. And then, like another time, the demon passed from person to person without smoke just by touching somebody. Oh. Yeah, and then they also had, like, different kinds of demons besides, like, Christian-style possessed people demons. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah, there's a few things. And, yeah, and the ghosts and 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 they this when they introduced the rock salt, but we laughed that it took them like three or four episodes to get into the <laughs> like. Well, they face like three ghosts. <laughs> why haven't Why haven't they bust out the rock salt rounds yet? You know? Yeah, because yeah, literally, like the third time they run into ghosts, Dean's like, "Yeah, me and Dad, we came up with this idea, this rock salt thing. We've been using it's great." And I'm just thinking, like, well, why didn't you use it the first two times? <laughs> This isn't the first ghost you guys have dealt with this, you know. So, so it's really interesting to see, like, the so, development. yeah, how they're they're trying to figure out the rules, right? Right in this first season, and they're mm-hmm. kind of wavering on stuff. Like, there's stuff like ghosts in one episode. They're like, "I smell ozone," you know. That's a sign yeah, of ghosts. Never did that again. Never do that again. Oh, weird. They, they use salt, but they also use they also mentioned cat's eye shells, which are a type of snail shell. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and that's. Yeah, yeah, they never mention that again. So it's interesting where they're trying, they're kind of trying to figure it out. And the demons are very obvious there because they they talk like they're they're surprised that Meg is a, is possessed by a demon. Like that's super rare. And, and there's other kinds of demons, you know. And then of course, if you, I don't know if you both watched the show, but uh, <laughs> they're coming out of but, the woodwork. But yeah, the smoke possessed demons is like it's pretty much all we get primarily i mean with hellhounds is another variation but yeah they're invisible so it's interesting that they kind of like backed away and were like nah never mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and, you know it's like oh well well i guess they do kind of now that i think about it they do kind of explain because bobby tells them he goes some most years you hear about a handful of possessions every year tops but this year there's been like 20 or something like that so i guess it's they are stating that it is getting, it used to be rare, but it's getting more. But yeah, I mean, you know, in later seasons, it's like every other person they talk to in an episode is going to be a yeah. demon, you know? It's like, are there any humans left on this planet? What's happening? But I think if if anybody's listening or, or ever wants to write television, I really do think it's, I'm really impressed by how well it holds up, oh, season yeah. one does. Mm. And I'm really impressed by how it, like Eric Kripke, who's the showrunner, really had a some kind of vision going on mm-hmm. there for the first five. The first five seasons yeah. really hold up and are very coherent. Because if you look at season one, it's a great like beginning to all the story arcs and stuff that wrap it all up. But they even mention like the two characters that eventually become the ghost facers, mm-hmm. or even to make an appearance. Oh wow! You know, vampires, the cult. You know, there's so many like crucial things. Bobby appears near the end of, the, of season mm-hmm. one that all are just. 
you know, just saturated throughout oh, yeah. the whole the whole. Fight it, it was it was such a well thought out, well planned show from the jump. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, you don't always get that in TV. No. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Like, well, I did used to watch it. Carrie, did you ever watch Supernatural? I have watched a few episodes because I used to work as a closed captioner, and that's where I first watched some episodes because I captioned them. Oh, <laughs> cool job! Cool. That's awesome. I, 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 I've probably seen some of your work. Probably. <laughs> I love your work on episode three. I love your work. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, I've watched a little bit. I think I gave up on it because it felt toward like sort of the oh, the middle of middle. the most recent episodes. It was starting to sort of lose focus and I always meant to pick it back up and then I just I haven't yet they floundered yeah they floundered for a few years there yeah and I think I just other things were drawing my interest it wasn't it wasn't that I didn't still like the characters or, or want to know what would happen but one question I have is like why do you all think that this show in particular lasted as long as it did I mean it rivals things like police procedurals it's very unusual to have a a urban fantasy or a cult fantasy show last as long as Supernatural did? Uh, me personally, I think it's a combination of the great chemistry they had with the, the lead characters mm-hmm. and the the secondary characters too. And it, it I don't know. I mean, I, I think it feels like it was at times really, really grand in scope, but it also always felt very personal mm-hmm. and human, mm-hmm. you know? I, I mean, I don't know. It just, it just, for me, it was always the the characters and their development and their relationships that were, you know, what kept me going even through yeah. the weird years. I think, <laughs> I'm not sure about you, Mark. Yeah, I think it's really about the characters. Everybody really loves the dynamics between the brothers. And then when Bobby was there, Bobby and mm-hmm. Cass and some of those characters. And I think I think that's what I've always felt with series is, whether it's book or TV or whatever, that those really are the anchors for that for the readers. Mm-hmm. They don't like the characters, and I don't care how great the world is. Right. Uh, so I think I think that's a good example of Supernatural that we just love those characters, and and it really warped into a different kind of show after a while. Like I think it was more supernatural horror, horror or dark beginning. or dark mm-hmm. urban fantasy, and then mm-hmm. it morphed as it became more self aware, probably, and they saved the world multiple times. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> There was some power creep. Yeah, it morphed, and they, they became best buds of an angel and stuff. It morphed in more into like a more straight up urban fantasy, and and a little it was a little <laughs> too emo at times. I thought, but um, <laughs> <laughs> late yeah. like, and later seasons, and they, yeah. and they may have. And I love their meta episodes, but they may have gotten a little carried away. They meta started out great, <laughs> but <laughs> the beginning metas were hilarious. Yeah, I don't know if you saw like I. It reminds me of like Sabrina. The most recent season, oh, Sabrina. Yeah, they had a, yeah. The, yeah, that was great. An amazing Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, of course, Supernatural's been in that for years with their meta episodes. But yeah, but yeah, but that's that's what I think. Characters. That's what it is. I, I, yeah, I mean, and that's why I like. I I'm not saying I don't like. I obviously like movies, but I've always preferred like series, like series TV or or book series or movie series. Because I've always felt like I had more time to get to know the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. I wonder, too, if the fact that it was on initially the WB and then the CW, if maybe being on a network that like had a lot of sort of supernatural fantasy shows already, so there was already a built-in like expectation that CW shows would include, you know, like Charmed or 
Buffy and, and things Buffy. that sort of catered Angel, to that audience. Yeah. Angel. I'm trying to think of some other ones that they had on there, but there were quite a few there for a while. Vampire Diaries. Roswell. Roswell. Yeah. The the original. I haven't seen this new <laughs> They're one. They're all back now. Roswell. I know. Everything's <laughs> back now. We haven't watched the new ones. <laughs> but even with that, it was always still a little bit different because a lot of those featured teenage characters or they were right. romance heavy. And this was like two youngish when they, they started first started. They started out in their 20s. Yeah, yeah. But two 20-something men, and it was a little bit more sort of like a slightly different expected audience, I think, although the audience skewed more heavily female well, as it went on. And now that you mention it, some of it, it's almost like we kind of grew up with them too, because when it started, we were closer in age. We were about the same age as Dean. Mm-hmm. And and so like, you know, as we're watching it for 15 years, like when it ends, we're all the same age, you know, yeah. still yeah. of of the actor and the character, you know? Yeah. And so you, you start out, you know, with it being very much like a show in your 20s, and then it, it kind of changed as we aged, I guess, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dean didn't have as much luck with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, he started not... The, the the nameless, faceless, meaningless hookups stopped being quite as fun after a while, yeah. you know, which, you know, things change as you get older. Yeah. <laughs> I say as someone who's never lived that lifestyle, but I can imagine it would get old. <laughs> but... I, it, it is an anomaly in a way with CW. I know yeah. like whenever the, um, I, I know Julie was always mad at this executive, <laughs> but they, for a while Don Ostroff. Yeah. Good thing she got fired. She was trying to really push Supernatural out and was like really pushing like Gossip Girl and some other She said, shows. she's like, well, I just don't know what to do. I mean, like, I personally don't like this show. I want to get rid of it. And I was like, it's not your job to set up a network of things you like. It's your job <laughs> to set up a network of shows that work and have an yeah. audience and bring in ratings, you dumb yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was very passionate about this. <laughs> well, just because, well, it's it's annoying because a yeah, I mean, yeah, she's going after one of my favorite shows, but also like you can back me up this way as a woman, you know, like we want to get more women in charge of things and whatever, mm-hmm. and then you get some woman in charge making stupid, childish statements like that. Yeah. It's just really obnoxious, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, thank you, you are not helping the sisterhood in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and again, like a show that has a big female following, you're going to you're going to ignore the fact that some women are going to want to watch a show like this just because that's not your right. taste doesn't mean it's not. Right. And she she even stated she wants shows that feature young women because she's wanting to attract women. It's like, but you have a show right here that you're trying to kill yeah. mm-hmm. that has a huge female fan following. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just because you don't personally like it, it's like, well, that's not your job. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, just shut up and do your job. Yeah. I'm not going to make a whole channel. It's the Marks Network. Right. I'm not just going to go, well, I'm in charge. I'm only going to have shows I like. You know, cancel everything off with their heads. You know, I, th- I mean. I think, I think she came from the, you know, the old this sort of Hollywood thinking of like, you know, your demographic is whoever the char- lead characters are. And I don't think that's, that's always correct. No, that's Especially not with urban fantasy. Because urban fantasy is so popular with women. No matter if it's male or lead. And, um, I mean, then, yeah, I mean, if we only cared about women, how do you account for Dresden yeah. files? You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's- and then, and then also, which is good for the network, it, it's, it's not all about teenagers. It's great to have like other dem- age demographics. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> right. So, and, and I think Supernatural reached out to a wider range of 
you know, age demographics. It really did because you had people who were teenagers who were watching it and were dedicated fans, and then women in their forties and fifties, and mm-hmm. some men too in their forties and fifties who were huge fans. And I mean, I, I personally don't understand why, if you have a show with such a huge range of of fan base, loyal, dedicated fan base, why you would actively want to kill it because yeah. it's not your thing. Well, I'm glad that never happened. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, she doesn't even work in television anymore. I just I just checked. I, I wrote a rather scathing she... article years ago when she right before she left that Julie killed her career. That's practically what it was. broke the internet. <laughs> I know I had nothing to do with it, but it sure I like to tell myself I helped. <laughs> I helped save that show. I know I didn't, but it's like one of those things you tell yourself on a bad day. <laughs> well i think i've told this story on the pod to to carry before but i will say that back when supernatural premiered i was a a freelance television reviewer for a local alternative newsweekly newspaper and i was reviewing supernatural and the reboot of night stalker i'd seen previews for both at comic-con oh, yeah. Yeah, and I watched that I thought Night Stalker was the one that was really going to hit. I wrote this article about <laughs> Supernatural is too dark and it's kind of like tonally strange and I don't like it. And Night Stalker, though, is so evocative and beautiful. And that lasted like half a season. So <laughs> We watched that. It was good. You know, the one thing I never understood was why did he live in a house and how? He lived like, in an apartment or a house that was all glass on all four sides. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like this weird, it's like, A, who would live in that in a big city? You have to be an, a moron who's like an <laughs> exhibitionist, right? Yeah. Like, and, and second of all, I, and if he's like worried about things that go stalking in the night, that is mm-hmm. not, I'd be living in a bunker, not oh. a glass house. Like, yeah. what is up with that place? <laughs> I think their, I think their idea was that he wanted to be constantly vigilantly aware of his surroundings but that was a stupid way to go about it, <laughs> it was, we, I, we liked that show but we just every time they'd cut to that that set we just bust out laughing oh, yeah. it was very dumb i think i think with a better i don't know some something about the premise needed to be better with that that could have been a really good hit oh yeah, oh, yeah. but i think they obviously supernatural found its footing and night stalker never went beyond its aesthetics apparently so sometimes a reviewer can be really wrong. And I think that's that's a point of like, I don't think television today gives stuff enough of a chance No, that it takes a while, as you were mentioning earlier, that Supernatural didn't really get its rules for a while. And I think today we probably wouldn't have given it as many episodes to find that footing, unfortunately. Well, I mean, like X-Files, right? I mean, it yeah. took a whole season for, for people to even find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it first started out, I mean... Like, I caught it on the reruns that summer. I mm-hmm. mean, I became an absolute rabid X-Files fan. I mean, you know, like, an insane fan of that show. But, like, I didn't even find it until it was playing on reruns in the summertime. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. They almost canceled it. Right. And then, then for years, Fox would go, we were looking for the new X-Files. And they completely missed the point that the whole point of the X-Files was that there wasn't anything like it before, right? <laughs> so, like, you shouldn't be looking for the next X-Files. You should be looking for the next thing that's not like the thing before. And so whenever they'd have a show, if it didn't catch on in one or two episodes, they'd cancel it. I mean, Fox was known for canceling, mm-hmm. like, oh, oh we play aired the pilot and it get, didn't get the ratings we wanted. Oh, well, I mean, we had to preempt it because of sports to two in the morning, but we didn't get that many yeah. ratings, so we're going to cancel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like, like 
when they had Firefly, they're like, you know what? The pilot's too slow. Oh let's, my god, it was let's, not. Let's go right in episode three. Yeah, and they did. And then they were like, order. and then they were like, well, then it was confusing. And it, right, because you made them air episode three. <laughs> you know, and, and then why? Why episode one? The pilot that thought was slow started in a battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most... It starts in the middle of this massive battle with explosions and gunfire and stuff, and they're like, "That's too slow." Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what are you on drugs? What is the matter? But this is why it's good. Courses like popular fiction, Seton Hill, and stuff yeah. are good because you become aware of different genres and the appreciation of it, which I think all executives should do, so they know. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, because to be fair, I I would be out of my depth. On other on some other genres of shows, you know, but I I also wouldn't go. I don't like it off with its head. <laughs> we had a great time talking to Marcus and Julie, and we had so much fun that we didn't want to cut their convo. So instead of doing that we're gonna bring it to you in two parts and you can catch the second part next week yeah thank you again to marks and julie that was super fun our theme music is by joseph mcdade you can find me on twitter at kw taylor writer and me at carrie gessner and you can find us together on twitter at pause pop podcast or you can email us at positivelypopculture at gmail.com thanks for listening stay healthy and safe and join us next time for another episode of pause pop <laughs>